Hi everyone, my name is Rose and my backpack when I was in school was not a pretty sight. <laughs> and my name is Alexandra and I had a super hard time sitting still during circle time. That's relatable content. So this is What Was I Saying? Living with ADHD. And this is episode 21, Elementary School with ADHD. And today we have a very, very special guest with us, our former teacher, Mrs. Lepko. Would you like to say hello? Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming you, and, and joining yes. us on What Was I Saying? We have been hoping to do something like this pretty much since we started. Yeah. So and we've been super excited all week about yeah, this. Yeah, we've been just gushing and talking about it. So we're really excited to have you. I guess to start out, uh, if you want to just give a quick introduction of yourself, whatever you're comfortable sharing, your your past and uh, experience in the education system and how you know us. Okay. Um, so um, as I said, my name's Jody Lepko. I'm the head of school at the Montessori School of Westminster. And I have known Alexandra and Rose for a very long time. They were in my classroom when I taught lower elementary and uh, I taught very much enjoyed having them in the classroom. We had lots of fun together. We definitely did. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a quick disclaimer. Uh, yes. Ms. Lepko is, in my opinion, an expert on education, but not neither none of us are experts on ADHD or medical professionals in any way, shape, or form. Right. So uh, anything you hear today, uh, that's just a disclaimer. We yeah. just have to say that because... <laughs> This isn't your doctor's appointment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as always, we do have some research for you guys. So this, uh, our research today comes from consultant360.com. It's an article. Um, and I found this one specifically on ADHD in children in elementary school. And consultant360 is a magazine, correct? Yes. But this is, uh, well, I think it's a, I think it's more of a journal. Yeah. Really. Um, but this is just one of the articles in their online magazine, which I happen to really like. I just found them this morning. I think you found them before. Mm -hmm. But basically, this whole article just talks about, you know, the different challenges that kids in elementary school have, like, like socially and things like that. So I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's very, very long. Um, so I'm just going to read about kind of the struggles that kids have in, in school. So for, for a child with ADHD, these demands might be too much. A student's inattentive, hyperactive, and impulsive nature can make complying with the rules of the classroom difficult, resulting in much negative attention. Academic struggles may intensify. Other children may see this negative attention and struggling and may distance themselves socially. So yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. In Don't worry, ADHD. we have a positive part of the podcast. Yes. Too. <laughs> um, but that's just, that's kind of a theme with ADHD where it's like, Kids with ADHD tend to ha make, it's harder for them to focus in school. It's harder for them socially and, and for making friends and things like that. That's not anything really new yeah. right. to any of us. And I will say, like, we had a pretty unique experience being at Montessori because right. uh, for those of you that don't know, which you'd probably do if you've been listening to the podcast, both of us uh, grew up in a education system called Montessori, which is the teaching method. Well, yeah, actually, maybe you could talk about right. it. Talk to us yeah. about Montessori. Why is it so great? <laughs> so Montessori age groups children together so that we follow them on their educational journey. And in Montessori, we have the flexibility to work with children where they need it. So with Alexander and Rose, they had some attention issues, but we were able to work with them with those issues and find what really interested them and allowed them to 
do their language work and their math work based on on that interest. Yeah, so we were really lucky being in Montessori because it kind of gave us that freedom to learn what we loved about learning, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of times I think kids in the school system, it can be a struggle because there's so many rules and um, there were definitely rules. I remember the rules in a good way and in a, well, I was, that was hard sometimes. Because <laughs> right. like, yeah, right. rules were not always my <laughs> strong suit. Same. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But I think, you know, when um, in a Montessori environment, it is not structured in the traditional sense of having desks in a row. There was lots of opportunity to move around the classroom. Mm -hmm. So while um, a lot of children who have the attention issues um, and they're asked to stay in a seat for 45 minutes during a class, these guys were able to um, choose their the work that they wanted to do in the classroom, go get it off the shelf, bring it back to their yeah. workspace. They were able to do it. And then once it was completed, they could, you know, go to another area in the room mm-hmm. to get another work. So there was a lot of movement just naturally put into place in, in the Montessori classroom, which mm-hmm. I think was very helpful Daddy for both really Rose was. and Alexandra. Yeah, it really yeah. was. And Montessori at least for our Montessori school, because I do realize they're not all the same, but for, for our experience, it's, it was a very, it was a great conducive environment for ADHD. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting on the floor and doing my work. I didn't even like, I, and I remember like, I that remember, was fine. Like, walking was around awesome. all the time. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> yes, I was like, I remember that too. pretty active <laughs> in the classroom for sure. Anything to get work done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was okay. I feel like that, is I mean I find that to be it could have been a really big challenge being a young kid that wants to run around all the time especially like once you get into first or second grade when you're really it's like time to start buckling down for buckling down means different things for different learning styles you know what I mean so for me it wasn't it wasn't possible for me to just sit at a desk and focus I needed to go from one place to another. Yep. Yeah. And I also think that both of you were pretty social, Mm -hmm. uh, young students, and it allowed, uh, the environment allowed you guys to be able to collaborate with your friends and do different projects with them. And I think that that, you know, kept your interest in, you know, writing. I remember writing plays and um, (laughs) things like that, that you guys would be able to even act out at times Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I think it was really helpful in that way for you. Definitely. Yeah. We, I think also as ADHD, or is when we focus in on something real hard, we hyper-focus. Right. Which is like when like we started like writing stories and Rose writing plays and things like that, we were very much like blinders on. Like that's all we wanted to do. And which is a challenge, but also a good thing. Yeah. Right. It means you're into it. Right. Uh, so kind of going off of challenges, I guess uh, the big question like in general for you as an educator is what kind of uh, challenges have you seen specifically in elementary school aged? Because that's when we knew you as our teacher um, sure. with that are related to ADHD, do you think? So I think there's, um, you know, not every ADHD is the same. Right. That's so. Ooh, um, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, you know, make sure that we're clear on that. I think for. Rose and Alexandra, you know, definitely the activity, the movement, and all of that kind of, um, you know, uh, issues were there for you. But you were able to um, go into the classroom and make choices. So mm-hmm. you were able to follow your work plan and things 
like that. So, which was awesome for you guys. So it really did allow you to have the movement that you needed, but you also could embrace that you could be independent Mm -hmm. with making choices and stuff like that. Some of the children that have ADHD, they have a harder time making choices in the work that they want to do and they need more guidance. And I find that one to be even more challenging because they, they can't, find what they really want to do and those choices are too great for them so yeah we had to limit those for them mm, that yeah makes sense. it is definitely like motivation mm-hmm. as a challenge mm-hmm. uh is historical with adhd mm-hmm. a lot of times i mean i know i really thrived in the montessori environment with the amount of structure that there was mm-hmm. but at times you know when i um got out of school without structure it can be a lot harder so I can imagine how just in general like finding the perfect balance of Mm -hmm. how much guidance you need to find the path that interests you uh, could be a really big challenge yeah I mean motivation for me and I'm I'm past college is still a huge (laughs) thing for me it just and I mean that's probably never going to go away unfortunately yeah Right. I think, you know, when you were in school, you, you know, we had the things that were like the, the work plans and they definitely were guides for you. Mm-hmm. I may suggest that you work on that for your motivation <laughs> is to have your plan and, you yeah. know, keep that in a journal or something mm-hmm. so that you can kind of do your checklists and things like that. Yeah. Cause that was very helpful to both of you. And, uh, you know, I think that that is a challenge for a teacher when we have, you know, students um, with the ADHD is that we do have to monitor that uh, more so than a child that does not have that same yeah. challenge. Um, we have to, you know, check in with you a little bit more. Um, did you get these things done? What's our plan for the afternoon? Okay, I see that you didn't go to the math shelf for a couple of days. So how are we going to get you to, to do that? Let's, yeah. let's do that first thing in the morning tomorrow that way you don't forget because it's easy I think for children with the ADHD to just kind of let it not be a part of their you know thought process um, yeah because because they want to do something else yeah and also like um there is like an actual thing that can happen where there's just a void between I want to do this and oops I didn't do this is like actually the thought process that we have so I can understand how that would be challenging both for the student and the teacher right Um, there's also the I know I have to do this and it keeps going and then it just kind of drops at some point and then you don't do the thing like chemically chemically there's there's actually yeah right Mm -hmm. so I think again you know you know us just checking your work plans and keeping up with it you had that support like you said now you're an adult and that has to look different for you because you don't have a teacher you know saying right did you go do this like you said you were gonna do (laughs) you know so you have to learn to do that you know more so yeah definitely I mean, that's what technology is for. A lot of the time I have like 30,000 reminders on my phone saying, don't forget. It's like, ask this person if they want to do something. Right. Call this person to schedule this appointment. It's a lot, but it's worth it in the end because it helps to keep focused. You should see my phone to-do list. It's just so much. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, But whatever works, whatever makes me do things, it's all like, like I said, it's all worth it because I have, I'm an adult. (laughs) Even though I don't feel like an adult. I'm an adult. But yeah, so I think we'll just, we'll keep moving on a little bit. So uh, generally, when you find out that a student of yours has ADHD, uh, what is your response? What kind of resources do you usually draw upon? Or if you have, now that you're head of school, if you have a teacher come to you and say, I just found out that one of my students has ADHD, what is generally the 
movement forward from there? Sure. Um, so we do a lot of observations in our classrooms. Uh, it's, you know, traditional for Montessori um, yeah. teachers to do that. And um, so it's usually we are the ones who are starting to talk and have those conversations with parents. We see that maybe uh, a child is sitting at a desk with work in front of them, but they're really not completing it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of maybe looking around and, you know, they're, they're not able to stay on task or something like that. Yeah. So, that sounds um, familiar. <laughs> so with that, we start to um, have conversations with parents and we ask them to uh, talk to their pediatrician or, you know, maybe have their child evaluated. There's, um, yeah. I don't, have either of you, were you I was evaluated? I was evaluated oh, a long time I ago. I was diagnosed when I was a senior in high school. Okay. So I went, because I was always had like, I guess, a, according to doctors, I had above average intelligence, which made me succeed where others with ADHD might otherwise have struggled. I had the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that because of that, I just overcompensated and was really stressed all the time. And right. then eventually finally got a diagnosis. Right. Um, so I would say in your situation, we probably definitely knew that, you know, there was something yeah. going on. But as you said, you know, very highly intelligent that you were able to um, observe in the classroom, do the work and interact. And we were able to find ways to have you yeah. continue your learning. But it, um, I mean, I remember all of my evaluations would always say, Rose is doing all these amazing things. She sometimes has trouble concentrating. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I had that too. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the same thing for you, you know, so, uh, so after we have the conversations with the parents, because it, it's not like you say ADHD and hey, we diagnosed it. Now we're going to, it's going to go away. It doesn't, mm -mm. as you know, as yeah. why you're doing this, this blog. Um, I so wish it was right. that easy. we do after that have to come up with a plan. Sometimes parents might talk to their pediatrician and they'll decide that they're going to put their child on medication. Mm -hmm. Other times they're just definitely do not want to go that route. And we do not take a position on it either way yeah. at school. You know, that is between the child and their parents right. to to work mm -hmm. that out. Um, so then we just, we um, figure out how we're going to deal with it in the classroom. It could be, again, I know that I needed to sit with you and go over your work plan on a regular basis because mm -hmm. we had to keep checking in to make sure that you were getting through your work. Same thing with you, Alexandra. We would um, look at your work plan. We would check in with you. And in our environment, it was smaller and that was easier for us to yeah. do than maybe in a traditional school. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's really what, you know, we are, that's what we do. You know, mm -hmm. other than that, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, choice if, and especially if you don't want to take the medication and it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, some children, you know, don't respond to it well, or when it wears off, they kind of crash and, you know, that was my main issue when I was on Ritalin, uh, the first time, or if I was actually on something else the first time, but once it was wore off, I was just falling asleep in my, mm -hmm. at my, in my desk, in my, in my chair. Yeah, I mean, I just know that, like, medication is a solution for some people, and for some people it's not. It's, I, yeah. There's just there's just so many different mechanisms to use mm -hmm. to 
uh, cope and handle uh, the challenges that come with ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I love about what you just said is that none of it was like, we run the other way because you just like that's just amazing for teachers to embrace and look for ways to help well that's one of the reasons why i love montessori so much is it's it's not it wasn't the structure of everyone in a row and you know in desks you have to pay attention it was very like i said i like i had said it was it's conducive for an adhd brain because there's so much freedom that you can do throughout the day also and obviously teachers are great and really amazing and you don't get that always in a public school setting i mean i just know that that like that freedom it is very conducive to i i mean i have found uh from people other people that we went to school with too it's conducive to multiple learning styles yeah Mm -hmm. because it allows you to self-motivate like i didn't I imagine my ADHD challenges that I have now would be probably more intense if I hadn't gone to Montessori because I learned how to self-motivate when I wasn't like naturally self-motivating. I think a lot of people without ADHD, it's a lot easier to self-motivate because they don't have like chemicals in their brain telling them not to. Um, So I feel like I really learned a lot of coping mechanisms from coming to Montessori too. And I think that, you know, as you said, the teachers had to just keep working with you to figure out what was going to be sort of the magic thing. And it changed. It wasn't, you know, it didn't always every day we're going to do it this way. You had to be flexible with you and other students that have this. And I want to say that the freedom, there was freedom. But like you you mentioned earlier, there was also structure. Yeah. You know, we still had an accountability. You, it wasn't that you weren't um, going to be responsible to finish your work. It just might have meant that we had to find ways that were going was that it was going to keep your interest in. Again, I go back to the language part, which was with the acting and you know that kind of thing, writing the plays. We you were able to do a lot with your grammar and all of that by writing those plays. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, you know, I think it's just, um, you know, we just work with the children and the parents. I, I I do want to stress in an elementary school, the parents support and input is critical, right? Mm -hmm. Both of you had fantastic support. Um, still do still do yeah right amazing family yes yes and um because while we have you for most of the day um you still go home and your parents have to follow up on you you know did you get the things accomplished that you wanted to Mm -hmm. and give you also tasks that at home that require you to stay focused for periods of time um so that we can strengthen that in you um, but it, it's really critical to have parents that recognize it and support it and embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're for, really lucky. I'm not all, unfortunately, not all kids are that lucky. So yeah. that's a really good point. We yeah. were like super lucky in our education and at home. Yes. Yeah, right. it's, 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 yeah, it's amazing. Uh, my mom used to, you said testing, like not necessarily like literally testing, but my, my mom would, um, especially in the summer since I'm not going to school, she'd give me, she'd write out on like a full sheet of printer paper, uh, times tables 
for me to do right. during the day. Right. And I was like, I wasn't allowed to like watch TV until I finished. I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was like one or two pages. I right. still remember that the first summer I had this like summer workbook or something. I don't know. I feel like you probably made it because I had those like I do yarn remember. Yes, bows we, we on have, them yeah. with the hole punches. I yes, felt like that I was like your signature that. move. <laughs> oh, that's so and cute. And <laughs> I, I, I just remember, okay, for first, I remember like wanting to want to do it, right? Because... <laughs> the colors of the pages were so bright and neon and fun. Um, but it was definitely, I mean, it was still kind of hard because I, it was summer and, and it w- I can say like, it was like, I would sit down to do it. And then there's and then just like it. crickets. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, doing things like that, I'm really a proponent of, even though those things are hard with ADHD, you should still try. Absolutely. Um, and then just like forgive yourself for the fact that it's hard Mm -hmm. because even and like as you kind of like grow and go in and out of like good and bad self-esteem that like changes whether or not you're able to do that um but I think a positive education system good teachers and good family just make it so much easier to try and not be afraid of that failure that can be really hard on somebody with ADHD the idea of failure can be really debilitating yeah right know, at least for me well, and I think, you know, in in our environment, and I really do feel like your experience was that, you know, we didn't focus on if you didn't accomplish it the way we set out mm-hmm. or to happen. We would just keep working with you until we found a way to right. be successful. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so since we kind of st- already started it by accident, we're telling stories about right. elementary school, I think it's probably time for us to move into our signature segment, Tangent Time. So, Miss Lepko, <laughs> this is where we put you in the hot seat. Sure. Uh, do you have any stories about us when we were fun or uplifting just stories about us when we were in elementary school days or embarrassing absolutely have one of uh rose (laughs) um we would uh be in the classroom and you know the kids are all working and we would notice that rose was um not in the room and we would open the classroom door and we could hear her singing at the top of her lungs in the bathroom. <laughs> and this would not be just for, you know, I don't know, 30 seconds. It would be minutes later. We'd have to knock on the door and have you come out. <laughs> but we did enjoy hearing your voice. And whenever we were like, where's Rose? We would always be assured that she was in the bathroom singing. <laughs> Oh God! Thank you, thank you it's so, so much. Embarrassing yes, and blushing, but I love that story. Yeah, that's a very first of all, that's a very rose thing to do. I still sing in the bathroom. Oh, well, there you go. Can't confirm. Just like more subduedly. <laughs> and I think for Alexandra, um, we always uh, kind of had to follow her around she was always scooting somewhere in the classroom and you know we would uh come and get her and get her situated and next thing you know um we turn around and she was no longer there and we would have to find her somewhere else uh she was a great avoider of getting her her work done but once we 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 nailed her down beside us um she was a uh get she would get through all of her work so um we just had to 
go, you know, constantly travel around the room to to search for her. So you have this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm legitimately hiding behind my microphone right now. <laughs> uh, but I have, I don't know. I have all fun, mostly fun. I mean, any like unfun memories are just like I was it bratty kid and was like you were not I want to be outside well you weren't that bratty <laughs> like yeah. I I don't remember <laughs> either one of you ever being bratty or um uh, not willing to work with the the staff or anything like that I you I do you remember one very time kind and polite I went through an earthworm phase and I didn't like walking outside because I, I was remember I didn't like stepping that. on worms maybe that was later that. in probably in upper elementary <laughs> i actually remember that because i remember going like going to you when we were outside and just picking up the worm and just putting it in the grass somewhere so you yeah. would walk forward anyway <laughs> hyper focus is a right. crazy thing right, right. <laughs> i don't uh, remember all the details but that's very possible that you did that we do have children that you know go through these phases yeah exactly of, you know different things so i'm not sure if that's an adhd thing or just a little Human kid us thing. thing yeah yeah a little quirky thing yeah that, that yeah. you go through so. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. oh, the memories yes <laughs> but yes. yeah so many positive memories uh which kind of brings me to our last question i think because we're sort of uh cutting it close on time which is uh in what ways have you found with us or with other students that you found that students with ADHD thrive in an educational environment, such as this one or just in general? Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, you talked a little bit about the hyper-focus, and I think there's sometimes when, um, you know, a child with the ADHD, they do really get focused in something, and they will research or, you know, uh, want to learn more about that subject and it might even be a subject that will um, take them to their future careers mm -hmm. and uh, I think any education environment needs to work with that student during those times to allow them to to explore whatever topic that they want to explore yeah and find ways to incorporate the other um, parts of education, learning, you know, you're learning to read, you're learning to write, might have to do with science. Um, how how can we embrace those opportunities and get the other parts of the curriculum in there? Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah, no, I really, that makes a lot of sense and also just um, resonates with me just because of my own experience here. Mm -hmm. And it was, it really was an amazing experience. If I'm fortunate enough if I, if I have kids and I'm fortunate enough to be able to send my kids to a Montessori school, I'm hands down doing it. Yeah. I, I just found, I just find there to be, have been so many, I was just talking about this the other day with somebody. I was saying there's so many in education, there's like such boxes for kids. Right. And, and while I think like the, the structure of Montessori was one of the things that was like pivotal in me like learning how to find structure and create my own structure um I think a lot of times out in certain uh situations that structure can be debilitating for certain people outside of like in a non-Montessori setting where sure. it's only structure right sure um it's That's like finding the balance between yeah. exactly it, it's finding it, the balance right and it's really hard you know to uh, a public school has 
a lot of children they have to mm-hmm. educate. It's so and true. So I do think it's important that people recognize that there needs to be choices because not everyone fits the box. Yeah. And right. um, and it's great for a lot of kids and it works for a lot of kids, but other kids need options and we have to recognize that. Yeah. yeah. My biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves, quote unquote, if you will, is like when I say, when I say to someone, I don't think the public school is, is really fair for all students because it leaves out a lot of people. And then everyone's always like, well, how are you supposed to do that? It is what it is. Da, da, da. But I had Montessori and I, like, I realized that Montessori is a very different environment, but I, ha- I actually have evidence that things like this works. Mm-hmm. So there really is no excuse for just saying, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't I, I think like there it. Are, like, I, I understand that there are reasons in the education system, financial and yeah, uh, and I political, things like that, that happen that are beyond our control, right? Um, but I also think like there's the model, in my opinion, that many schools could take from Montessori is the idea that every student is different. Right. Right. It, which can be applicable even outside of a school like this, you know? Right. So, and especially when you're looking at ADHD, you have, I mean, hi, everyone who's listening to this with ADHD, we're all different, right? But that's okay. It's okay to be different. Um, And I think that that's like one of the great things that you brought as a teacher is just embracing the fact that we're different. Well, I think at a young age, you know, Montessori, we don't, you know, have grades and we don't do the testing as it is in, in public school. And again, there's reason for, for, for them to do that. But what I'm saying is that you talked about having those moments of failing and what, without having the grades and the testing, we were able to still educate you well. You guys are now, you know, these beautiful young ladies who've gone to college and things like that. But you were not pressured as a young child to sit and take a test and get a grade or feel like you didn't meet the expectations. Um, but you learned everything that you needed to know mm-hmm. to get you to the next level. Yeah. And uh, those, those tests and things like that were not necessary um, yeah. to get you to where you are today. I, I can honestly say I really appreciate not having that pressure of getting the good grade. Because as soon as I went into high school, I, I don't know, I, I, I was older, so like I can handle more things, but I felt so much pressure the minute I started high school with the grades and the tests and the projects and everything else. And then into college, that stress just got heightened because I, of the pressure yeah. of graduating college. So I, I just honestly appreciate having those years mm-hmm. not I mean, I'll say Being like graded. not having those things taught me to love learning for learning. Right? Yeah. Like, Same. And yeah. so then I when, I, learn. when I got to college, even though like, and, and high school, high school came first, then college. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I got generally. to high school, um, now there were all these like other reasons to learn. And I was like, what's going on they with this Scantron? How do I fill motivating. in this bubble? But I still loved learning, which is to me, that ended up being what got me through right, high right. school. And then in college, I got to do what I loved all the time. So it was fine. Yeah. You think <laughs> that getting a grade or being tested would be more of a motivation to learn. But for me, it just wasn't. 
And I think right. that that's probably like common learn. in people with ADHD is Definitely. not being motivated by things like test scores or things like that. So to anybody out there listening, you know, we all struggle with things like filling in scantrons or <laughs> just finding the motivation to get your schoolwork done. And I'm sure a lot of us have varying different memories of our elementary school experience, but whatever they are, you are not alone. Yeah, no. No, we're all in this together. And we've got amazing teachers that are also in our corner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well, thank you for joining us. It's been exciting us. to be here with you guys and uh, seeing how you've evolved into doing a blog and all these wonderful things. So thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it. Thank you. And thank you so much for being an amazing teacher and being an amazing educator because mm-hmm. it definitely made our growing up just that much better. Yeah, for sure. Thank Amazing. You. Yes. Thank you. So yeah. So thank you. So thank you everyone for uh, listening in. As always, uh, you can find us on our, our all of our social media websites. Uh, yeah, websites. There are the the social media are also websites. Yes. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook or be, be a member on Facebook at What Was I Saying? Question mark Living with ADHD. And all you have to do is ask for membership, and I will automatically approve you. Or uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Nope. Wait. Instagram or Twitter at what underscore was I saying. Right. And just a quick reminder that our fundraiser for Chad is still going on. You have a couple more days. Well, I think you have a... Like a day. I'm pretty sure it's a day. It's today. Today's the last day, right? It's going to be the 13th. You know what? I'm sure you'll know. We have the 13th on our, is the last day. We have on our, our Facebook pages and everything, so yeah. you can go on there. So buy a t-shirt and support a great cause. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much again um, for listening in. And thank you again, Mrs. Lefko, for for being here and letting us talk with you and pick your brain a little bit. We can put some info also about the Montessori. Mm -hmm. If you have any links that you'd want us to put in our descriptions, we can put that um, in the website too. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. So yeah. So thank you so much. This is, uh, what was I saying? Living with ADHD.